This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Hortzman to the inside. He's got Max Dambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horseman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Tom. And this is Tracy Henley. This is your 2020 Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Champion, Michael Adja. This is Tyler Roark. This is David Melke. This is Travis Stemler. Bobby Santos. Tom Beery. Bill Muskrat, Travis Brady. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful October Monday evening. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France awaits in the wings. But before we dive into everything we got lined up for tonight, let's take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Chris Madden announced on Friday morning that he was relaunching Chris Madden Racing. Then, around 36 hours later, He was back in Morton Building's World of Outlaws Late Model Series Victory Lane Saturday at 411 Speedway in Seymour, Tennessee. Sam Hafertief Jr. took the lead with just two laps to go Saturday night at Lucas Oil Speedway, winning the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial, and he took home a cool $10,000 in the process. Dylan Fetcho used a late race caution to his advantage Saturday night to defeat former track champion Cole Williams at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Williams came into the event the points leader. Now, after Fetcho wins and Williams finishes second, by the way, Williams, fast qualifier that night, they both sit tied atop the championship board with just three races remaining and a fun little kicker to the championship race. It'll be decided during the 100-lap Pro Late Model event as part of the All-American 400 weekend coming up at the end of the month. So that one's going to be fun to watch for pro late model fans all across the country. Those things and many more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the social distanced uh, studio this evening. Welcome in, Rich France. How are you? Good, Zach. How are you? Just uh, trying to get through this week because it's my second favorite week in all of racing. Yes, so, it, uh, a big weekend. Forward to this weekend. Yeah, big weekend coming up, Rich. And, uh, you know, we were supposed to have a very exciting weekend of coverage on Horsepower Happenings tonight. Um, and, and we do have a great show lined up. We've got Mason Keller. Uh, we'll be calling him up. Uh, coming up here in just a few moments. Also, Jay Steinebach going to join us. Two first-time guests on the show this evening. But, Rich, man, Mother Nature just wanted the race fans and the race race car drivers to take a break and kind of soak in some things from home this weekend, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And Zach, really in a season where Mother Nature hasn't played a role uh, in losing a lot of events in 2020. We've lost them for other reasons, obviously. But she let us know this weekend she can still interfere with our fun. On Friday night, Winston Speedway made the call to postpone the player hater Wild West shootout presented by Lane Automotive until October 16th and 17th. Uh, They got the rain Friday before anyone else did. And with the forecast the same for Saturday, uh, track officials made the decision to postpone the event. And and then on Saturday, the forecast proved to be accurate. And uh, Toledo Speedway officials were forced to cancel their season-ending Raleigh Beale Classic 100 for the USAC Silver Crown Series. Uh, There is no rain date, so that will put an end to the last few events that Toledo Speedway was able to get approved with fans. And then Zach and Anderson, the Tony Elliott Classic was on tap with Tyler Roerig looking to go for the three-peat. And that was lost to weather as well. And uh, that event will be completed this Saturday, October 10th. Well, there's still some great racing to be had in and around the Great Lakes region. As a matter of fact, I-96 Speedway has decided that they haven't had enough racing for the year. So they're striking up the band one more time with the Roll the Dice Invitational. Now, that'll be held this Friday and Saturday. October 9th and 10th. It'll feature a uh, sanctioned event by the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints 
uh, non-wing sprint cars and the Michigan Late Models both nights, Friday and Saturday. You'll have those two premier divisions. And then IMCA Modifieds on Friday as well as uh, Street Stocks and some other great support divisions. Then on Saturday, Rich, UMP Modifieds return to I-96 Speedway. They'll be in uh, tow with Pro Stocks who made their debut or their uh, return rather a couple of weeks ago. They put on a great show as well. And again, several support divisions, great support divisions on tap for both nights. That weekend of racing is expected to be the final for the season in Lake Odessa. But Rich, we said that two weeks ago. Yeah, don't let Jeff Dice find out that the weather's going to be uh, in the 60 through October. He may change his mind in a hurry. <laughs> that is true. Hey, what's going on in the world of ARCA? Familiar name to us, found Victory Lane. Yeah, and I was really surprised. Uh, 39-year-old dirt track ringer Ryan Unzicker, and we usually do see uh, some ringers get put in the ARCA Menard Series cars when they hit the dirt tracks. Uh, from nearby El Paso, Illinois, won his first career ARCA Menard Series race Sunday in just his 20th start at the Allen Crow 100 on the dirt at the Springfield Mile uh, at the Illinois State Fairgrounds. After starting on the pole, he led all but one lap and dominated the race from beginning to end. Haley Deegan, who uh, who led the only lap that Unzicker didn't, would bring home a nice second-place finish uh, after a late-race wreck took out contenders Michael Self and Corey Heim. Uh, Brett Holmes, Taylor Gray, and Kelly Kofsky would complete the top five. Uh, next up, Zach. For the Arca Bernard Series, the season finale, they're finally going to wrap things up Friday, October 16th at Kansas. Hard to believe that the Arca Bernard Series is getting ready to wrap it up already, uh, but we're looking forward to that. Hey, Gas City I-69 Speedway played host to the 10 Top Spectacular Saturday night. The event paid homage to the divisions not typically known for headlining the Speedway's program, which is normally led by non-wing sprint cars. Late models and modifieds took center stage, and McClure, Ohio's Rusty Schlank used lessons learned from his 2019 appearance in Gas City to drive to the win by over two seconds ahead of Dwayne Chamberlain, fellow Domination Race Cars driver Cody Bauer, Tristan, uh, Tristan Chamberlain, and Rusty Smith rounded out the top five. Dirt Car UMP Modifieds were next to take the Speedway, and it was none other than 2020 I-96 Speedway Street Stocks track champion Tim Wilbur, who drove home with the win. Wilbur bested Bob Roberts, Terry Schroff, Bobby Stremme, and Bradley Jameson uh, for, the, uh, for the honors. Saturday was the season finale for Gas City Speedway. And Zach, probably the only local racing that did get in this weekend uh, out on the west side of the state. Andrew Bress proved to be the man to beat during Sunday's Outlaw Super Late Model portion of the Berg Bash at M40 Speedway. Uh, Bress showed great speed all weekend long, setting fast time Saturday with a 12.466 uh, lap, just 46 one-hundredths of a second faster than Jeff Gannis, who is usually always very fast at the M40 Speedway. Uh, after the rains threatened the program, the 45-lap main event managed to take the green flag. Brest was again the car to beat, taking home the win by over three seconds on Corey Pressler, Rick Hahn, Mark Shook, and Matt Frazier, who would round out the top five. You know, you talk about local racing and promoters just bringing it right down to the very end, Rich France. How about Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway? They are gearing up for their massive end-of-the-year race. Michigan Cup. The weekend begins Thursday with an open practice, then Friday. Uh, that'll feature more practice with qualifying. Saturday has late arrival qualifying and heat race action. And then Sunday's main event, the weekend of racing, features eight divisions, including uh, the headliners, Outlaw Super Late Models, Modifieds, and, of course, uh, Call of the Wild style uh, uh, or clash style, I should say, uh, real world drive divisions, ABC, you know, street stocks and that sort of stuff. And then of course, front wheel drives and, and the whole gamut, uh, rich, well over 150, maybe even 200 cars expected to be at Michigan cup this year. So that's going to be a great event. More details available at springportracing.com. Yeah, that'll be fun because they had to, Springport had to sit down for a little while this year. Yeah. So it, it's great that they're they're able to get the Michigan Cup. It's very popular uh, with the with the local racers around. And here. what so a great racetrack too! It's a great racetrack for that too. It, it really is a fun little track. And I think everybody's going to have fun this weekend, Zach. The weather right now is supposed to be be beautiful. Yes. Which would be perfect for me being at a golf course, but I'm not <laughs> going to be. So. And we'll find out why in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's let's get this next story. That'll lead us into what we're going to talk about here on Here's the Deal, which is a preview of the Winchester 400. Bubba Pollard scored the victory and $10,000 uh, in the fourth annual Full Throttle 100 at Citrus County Speedway this weekend. 
Taking the lead for the final time on lap 59 of the 100 lap feature, the battle came with plenty of contact on the tight Florida bullring, but Powered escaped with the win in his first trip to Citrus County. The win marked the 11th time Pollard has gone to victory lane in his first race at a racetrack. Uh, Citrus County became the 30th different track where Pollard has scored a victory. So what's up next for the super late model A, Zach? A rare trip up north this week to take his shot at the Winchester 400. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, hoopla, I guess, and a lot of flair surrounding uh, Bubba Pollard and and his return to Winchester. Um, But really, Rich, some folks are wondering, "Eh, is it it too much? I mean, are, are we really expecting big things out of Bubba this weekend? You know, I don't know. You know, I, we, I was down there when I watched him race at Nashville and, um, you know, he was fair. He was, he was good. He was good in practice. And, uh, but as the, as the, as the race went on the master of the pros event, uh, he kind of fell off a little bit, you know, and, uh, and wasn't as strong. He doesn't have a win at Winchester. He doesn't have a Winchester 400 win. Like some of the, a couple of the guys that he's going to be racing against Steven Nassi, who is the defending champion, uh, and Travis Braden, who, who picked up the win in 2016 there. So, uh, no, I don't think he can be considered the favorite. I think Nancy put on a show last year. Uh, he dominated the yeah. event. And, and uh, you know, Travis Braden is probably one of the smoothest drivers you will ever see uh, on a big racetrack. So, no, I, may, I don't know if you put him up. you got to put him in the conversation, obviously. But uh, I don't think I would say he is the man to beat before he shows up. You know, it's really you, – you look at this entry list, and by the way, you, you have the notes here, 32 cars entered as of today. Um, and when you go through this and you take a look at who's entered – Obviously, it's going to be it's a tough situation for drivers because this is the championship finale for Champion Racing Association in the Arca Sierra Super Series. But a Winchester 400 win, you're probably going to move the guy who's running for points at this at this race. Um, and and you got to look at Carson Hosevar, I think, right now. That guy, that young man from Portage. How do you bet against him? I don't know that you do, Zach. I mean, everything he's jumped in when when he's not been in a truck, uh, he has won. Um, he is on a roll. He's got two wins this year, Lebanon I-44 Speedway. He picked up the win in dominating fashion at the Glass City 200. It wasn't even close. And the Money in the Bank 150. Uh, and let's not brand- forget, let's not forget, he's already run 400 laps and, and found victory lane as well at Anderson. Exactly. And then in the Red Bud. So, you know, he's won all these big races already in that brand new car. Now, he the 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 red bud was in the older in the other car with right with, with Johnny Van Dorn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh but man, you he has got everything going right right now and yeah. um and when he wins it's not close, Zach. It's no. <laughs> not close when he's winning these late model races right now. Well, so I think Winchester kind of levels the playing field. That's a tough track to run. It's a 400 lap race. It is, you know, pit stops are going to be involved, not, but the you know, it, it's going to be the competition caution style pit stops. Right. Pit stops. You're not going to lose spots on pit road, but there is going to be strategy involved on when you pit. So um, it should be an outstanding weekend. We got a stacked field for Winchester coming up this weekend. Yeah, and by the way, when you look at the Arca CRA Super Series in the Winchester 400, Josh Brock uh, comes into the event as the current points leader. But remember, a win, it's like NASCAR, win and you're in. Um, So right now, Josh Brock is the current points leader. Cody Coughlin in second, Greg Van Austin third, and Michael Simcoe, the uh, Michigan native, uh, riding in the fourth spot right now, all eligible to take home the championship. And if it's anything like what we saw last year, Rich, we're probably going to see those championship guys find a groove, find a spot, and just try to stay ahead of one another. Granted, they'll take an opportunity to win the race, but I think an ARCA CRA Super Series championship is a little bit more important. Well, this year is a lot like it was last year. Jack Brock, Jack Brock, Josh Brock, excuse me, Zach was leading the points going into Winchester. Um, and Greg Van Oss took it away from him. Yeah, um, he was the only guy that didn't end the race a lap down last year. Exactly. He got back on the lead lap. Uh, Josh Brock did not have a great car at the Winchester 400. And, uh, you know, and Greg Van Oss walked away the champion. Uh, same thing with Dan Leak in the Jake Sierra uh, All-Stars Tour. He didn't expect that he was going to win a championship, and he walked out of Winchester uh, with a Jake Sari All-Stars Tour championship. By the way, Josh Brock has a, an opportunity to do something very unique, and I, I, I did not notice this until we went on the air, so I didn't have a chance to research this, but Josh Brock technically could walk away with 
two Champion Racing Association championships in the same weekend. Travis Braden leads the uh, JEG CRA All-Stars Tour points. Cody Coughlin second. Josh Brocken third. And another fun little nugget. Charlie Keevan, the runner-up in the uh, Victory Custom Trailers Junior uh, CRA Junior Late Model C, uh, Series last year, currently fourth in points and in the running to become a JEG CRA All-Stars Tour champion. Well, tr- and Charlie by the way, Keevan, yeah. and by the way, finished second at Bristol last week. So that kid has got it figured out. Yeah, tr- Charlie Keevan's doing a big job, but um, he will learn this weekend at, <laughs> at Winchester. Yes, he um, will. He is going to get a lot of schooling. Uh, that that youngster is going to get a lot of schooling with who he's going to be racing with. So, um, you know, I hope nothing happens. I hope he has a great run, solid run. Bristol was more of a crash fest and he stayed out of trouble which is what you have to do when that happens right Uh, and that was good for him but uh this is going to be a tough road to hoe for him to get that championship this weekend i think it's going to be a lot of fun i I do this is going to be hard for me to admit but this is kind of the the local way i like a little bit of the format that cra does with the chase format because really you got four drivers and and you talk about charlie keevan staying out of trouble is Winchester not a track that will that will eat you up and spit you out? If Charlie can just keep that car clean, who knows? But he's racing against a guy that found victory lane in dominating fashion last year in the Winchester 100, Travis Braden, who is coming off a win at Lucas Oil. Uh, and, uh, you know, Travis, he, he told me when I talked to him at Lucas Oil, I'm tired of finishing second. I'm going to win the rest of these races. So um, Travis Braden is fired up right now. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cody Coughlin, obviously a former champion. Josh Brock, a former uh, champion, defending ARCA champion, or excuse me, defending champion of, the of uh, you know, with, with ARCA and, and, and uh, with the uh, CRA organization, right? Uh, so you, you can't rule out any of these guys to take home a championship this weekend. Yep, and, and a couple gentlemen we've had on the show, Caden Lapsovich, uh, the 2019 Glass City 200 winner, uh, he'll be there. Jack Dossie the third, two-time Jake CRA All-Stars Tour champion, uh, picked up a win last year in the ARCA CRA Super Series. He's coming back. He's been kind of on the sidelines for a little while, the last uh, month or so of this season, and they were looking at this event. And, and you just look, Jake Garcia, Hunter Jack, Jeff Fultz, uh, Albert Francis, the track champion at Jennerstown, coming in. Uh, Mason Keller, uh, who we're going to talk to here in just a few minutes. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Bubba Pollard, Carson Hosovar, Donnie Wilson last year, Zach, if you remember, had probably the fastest car on the racetrack, got stuck out on a long run on a tire going down, went, went two laps down, finally was able to pit. And then it was all over. And that was it. He didn't have enough time. And, and he was two laps down, but Donnie Wilson probably had the fastest car in that number two machine on the racetrack, uh, after that tire you know, before that tire started going down and, and he couldn't afford to pit, he'd have gone down three or four laps. Right. He had uh, to stay out there and hang on to it. Winchester 400, way too early predictions. Rich France, who do you have going to victory lane in the big show on Sunday? Um, if I'm gambling, you know, we always do this. If I'm gambling my own money yeah. and not play money, um, I'm taking the kid. I'm taking Carson Hosovar. Give me a reason not to, Yeah. And, you know, I just, uh, the guy, the kid's been dominating. Um, he is turning into a gentleman before our eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, he had a great run in the truck at Bristol uh, before he had some damage, and he kind of had to limp the thing home. But no, I gotta go. I have to go with Carson Hosovar. Um, he's one up here. I can't give it to Bubba Pollard yet. I just can't. He's got to. He's, you know, show me something. He's gonna run both races, the the Winchester 100 and the Winchester 400. Show me something on on Saturday, and maybe you can change my mind for Sunday. You know, you talk about guys that are just going to have to probably play it conservative because they're running for a championship. You know who doesn't have to play it conservative in the Winchester 400? That's Travis Braden, and he's he's going to be looking to come off of a win on Friday. I think you're going to want to keep an eye on that Platinum Racing number 26 come Sunday because uh, he's fired up. He wants one of the big rifles, and he wants one bad. Uh, and uh, so if he can if he can hoist a championship trophy on Friday, you're really going to want to look out come Sunday if they don't party too hard on Saturday. And we, had, we talked to him last year afterwards, and he was really disappointed that um, his car wasn't the best when he needed it to go challenge Stephen Nassie. Yeah. You know, uh, Nassie kind of drove away with that win, in the last 50 laps and and nancy was pretty much the the class of the field all weekend yep but 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 travis thought he had something for him and he just couldn't uh you know muster it in the last 50 laps 
I think they're going to, that platinum race team is going to be all over that 26 machine to, uh, to make sure that that car is right the last part of that race. All right. Now that the preview is out of the way, Rich, it's our pleasure to uh, welcome in one of the drivers who's doing something very unique this weekend. Rich, let us know who we're chatting with. Yeah, Zach, we'll get to see him. He was the 2018 Rookie of the Year for the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour. Uh, he's been to Victory Lane in that series. And in 2020, he's a rookie in the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by Jags. Uh, he has a very large and hopefully busy schedule coming up this weekend. First time guest on the program, Zach. That's nice. Out of Plainfield, Indiana. Mason Keller, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. appreciate you for having me. Now, uh, first of all, we always ask our guests in this crazy 2020 season, uh, how are you? How's your family? How's your race team? Everybody staying healthy down there in Indiana? Uh, yeah, for the most part, it's funny you ask that. Right now, I've been uh, I've been pretty sick the last uh, probably two weeks. I'm just kind of starting to get over it. But I mean, other than that, uh, everything's been going pretty smooth. Everything's been going good with the business, and uh, the race team's moving along good. So you can't ask for much more. Now, uh, just to be clear, uh, you are not only entered into the Winchester 400 this weekend and the Winchester 100, and the run for the gun in the modifieds as well. My math, like, uh, you know, Zach and I talked 550 laps. First of all, with the mental and intestinal fortitude it takes to run at Winchester anyway, and this is just a little tongue-in-cheek comment, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, when you uh, when you put it that way, I've had, I've had better ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've just, it's always been a place that, that I've loved. I mean, my dad, even back in the day, he, uh, he owned a super late model and they always found success there and they want a very super series race there. And then, uh, just me growing up, I never, I never missed a race there. I'd always, always be there to watch or help whenever I could. Then when it was finally my turn to drive, um, I mean, I quickly found success there. I won my first race there when I was, I believe, 14 in the street stocks. And then uh, it just slowly progressed into the late models. We always uh, ran good in the late models there. And then uh, now here we are. I think, uh, I think I'm ready to uh, attempt to modify it. I'll see what that's all about. And hopefully it's uh, everything it's cracked up to be. Now, you, you use the word attempt. Is this going to be your first start behind the wheel of a modified? Uh, yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. I've, uh, I mean, we've never been in, into any kind of modified stuff, any kind of open wheel stuff along those lines. I mean, we had a, a street stock, which I started out in, and I know a uh, modified is more of a stock clip car. So right. hopefully uh, I can carry a few things from the street stock over to that. But uh I've never, even just the other day was my first time sitting in one when uh, I went to uh, Brian Nestor's shop to get fitted for the seat. You know, I hear people talk about, uh, we had someone on the program not long ago, Rich, who said, uh, you know, you got to be half-cocked to, to run a modified at Winchester because you got all that power, you got all that speed, and you're on itty-bitty little tires. Um, do you think that, Mason, that you'll be able to use some of that street stock knowledge that you have to your advantage, right? Heavy race car, big horsepower, little tires. Uh, do you think you'll be able to take some of that and, and apply it to what you're going to do in the modified? Um. I, I do in, in some cases. It's been a while since I ran a street stock, honestly. I believe my last street stock race was the Bristol race maybe two years ago. And um, it's been it's been a while since I've, uh, you know, really ran a car with that much power and that little itty-bitty of tire. So hopefully it'll be okay. It might take a little bit of getting used to. I mean, especially compared to like the, the Jags Cray cars where, you know, you got 10 inches of tire and barely any horsepower. You just go out there and, and point and mash the gas pretty much. And, and it goes around the track and then you get in something like a super where it's, it's got 10 inches of tire, but you got a little bit more power. And I still think those are, are easier to drive than I'd say a modified or a strict stock, what I've been told. So hopefully it'll, uh, it might be a little bit of a learning curve at first, but, I'm a firm believer in, you know, a guy who makes the most laughs 
in the weekend is, is going to be a little bit more successful than some people just because of, you know, he's been on the track more and, and has experience in a few different types of cars. So hopefully that works out. Now, back in 2018 uh, on the Jags Tour, uh, you did get it done and went to Victory Lane in, in June of that year at Winchester. Uh, does that give you a little more confidence entering this weekend? Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is about the place, but it's just, it's always been my go-to. If I could run there every weekend of the year, I honestly would. I, I don't know what it is. I just, the place has so much character to it, and it just suits my driving style, I feel like. I mean, I'm always trying to, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can do to get a race car around there just because of, you know, the, the sheer character of it, the bumps, you know, you can find grip in different spots if you really look for it. You know, a lot of people kind of got the wrong idea that you go out there and you just, you know, mash the gas and keep it up by the fence, and, and that's the way to get around. But, I mean, as years go on, I feel like there's been, you know, a few different lanes. Like guys like Travis Braden, they really – they can pretty much get it done running the middle to the bottom of the racetrack. And then, you know, me personally, I feel like I'm – a half car went higher than most guys on the track just naturally every lap so it's just it's just a place that i've always i've always taken a liking to and um i just uh i i really hope that i can still get it done it's been a minute since i have got it done there but uh i believe we can personally now when you look uh you know you brought up travis braden and you look at this entry list uh, obviously, the first, a couple of the names at the top of the list, uh, you know, you're obviously looking at Bubba Pollard and uh, and Carson Hosevar coming down to to run run down there, and and, and they both they're both strong all the time. Uh, Travis Braden, like you said, Stephen Nassie. What do you have to do? Because everybody's looking at these guys. Do you have to have a perfect day to be up there battling with those guys? Yeah, I mean, pretty much any time you win a race, you got to have a perfect day, I feel like. So, um, to to really compete with those guys, right now, kind of an advantage that I have is, yeah, they they got to kind of come up to my house and uh, and duke it out, you know, on a, on a track that they're not so familiar with that I've been running, you know, since I was 12 or 13 years old. So I think that's where I kind of have a slight advantage. But where they have a slight advantage on me is they've ran probably 500, if not more races than I have in my whole entire life. So they uh, they for sure have me killed on experience. But um, hopefully with, you know, the, the track and me have run in there a lot and put down a lot of laps, we're kind of uh, – offset that and allow me to compete with those guys but if we were going anywhere else i'd say we wouldn't stand a chance you know rich and i kind of got ahead of ourselves mason on friday you went to winchester and we're testing and uh we're talking very confidently that you're going to be there this weekend you, you testing didn't go exactly the way you had it drawn up on paper on friday did it what happened um, we, uh, well, we went and ran the money, the bank race at Berlin. And I noticed kind of towards the end of the race, the, uh, the car felt like it was, uh, spinning tires pretty bad on restarts and I couldn't really get it going. And, uh, we kind of just chalked it up as being in Berlin. It's real wacky. A lot of guys run different engine packages and gear packages and stuff like that. So we just figured, you know, we kind of showed up with the, with the wrong one and at the end of the race the car got away from us a little bit we kept looking going so we uh we just chalked it up as it wasn't really anything and we showed up at winchester and unloaded uh, to test the other day and uh first time out on the track it just uh it wouldn't go anywhere and we came to the conclusion that the clutch was just flat burned out of it so we uh luckily had a spare clutch back with us pulled it in took us about 30 or 45 minutes to uh to get it all fixed up and uh we got back out there and eventually took a good amount of laps and, and got the car handling pretty well yeah you know i love your enthusiasm because uh rich and i can both attest to this as former drivers sometimes it just you know shh, it happens right and uh you you put a laughy emoji and hashtag maybe next year mason there's nothing you can do right i mean hey just stuff like that happens it's part of the game yeah, it's just, uh, 
that's just how it goes sometimes, man. Uh, I mean, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, I, I poked fun at it because I knew it was just a clutch issue and, and you know, it wasn't anything that that's going to prevent us from being able to make the 400, obviously, unless it was, you know, leads to a deeper issue that we don't know about yet. But, uh, no, I just poked fun at it because I've had a lot of people, you know, that really wanted me to run this race, and I wasn't real sure if I wanted to do it. You know, so it was kind of a, a poke at them, you know, <laughs> saying, well, maybe next year. Yeah, now. maybe we won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next year now. So, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything serious. I just, uh, I just like to keep people on their toes, especially there's a, there's a good group of people that, you know, really support me and I appreciate those people a lot. So a lot of times it's a jab towards them and then they always push me and motivate me to, to, you know, make sure I show up and <laughs> do my job as a race car driver. So I had to have a little bit of fun with them. Now, Mason, it, 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 it's pretty cool. Just so far in the interview, you, we can tell you got a, you know, a, a very outgoing personality and a real good sense of humor. So I have to ask you about this. I saw you entered yourself in B Bubba's buddy. Do you think you're going to win or did you win? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but full disclosure on that. I promise it's not to get any setup information at all for the Derby. So uh, um, I'm not sure. I highly doubt that uh, I, I win that. Um, but it was just, uh, it was really a jab at Vilner to uh, show him that, you know, I believe Noah Gragson also entered it. So, I mean, he doesn't have any business doing it, neither do I. So, it's just kind of uh, something funny. You know, if I did end up down there by luck of the jaw, <laughs> it'd, be, uh, it'd be a fiasco, honestly. So, I just, uh, I did it as a, as a little jab towards Vilner. Yeah, and, and and that's what I was saying. Bob's probably looking through there, and all of his competitors are on the "Let's be Bubba's buddy" list for a day. <laughs> yeah, it was for sure. Uh, it was for sure something I was trying to be a little funny with. <laughs> so let me ask you. I was, uh, you know, you, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, having a good car. I was down there at Nashville, and. I know you had to have been frustrated. You had a very good car down there, right off the green flag. Something naughty you're doing. Um, and it's over that quick. Um, that's got to be frustrating sometimes. Yeah, um, that was that was a that was a tough one to swallow. Honestly, I mean, we uh, we don't get to run Nashville a whole lot, so uh, for us to go down there, and I I think we qualified top ten or real close to it. And, I mean, there was a ton of, of real good cars, ton of real good drivers there. So I mean, we were tickled to death since when we qualified. And um, I believe on the start, Jake Garcia had uh, missed a shift. And when he did, you know, I, I perfectly hit him right in the back bumper and kind of got away from him. And, uh, you know, seemed seemed harmless because of the way that uh, the bumpers match up on the, on the template cars. So it didn't seem like a big deal at all, but it actually pushed the, uh, the uh, – radiator shroud in a little bit and or the fan shroud and got it into the radiator and caused uh, a little pinhole and we leaked all of our oil out and that one uh that one for sure was a tough pill to swallow because you know it seemed like we uh we practiced a lot spent a lot of money to get down there and uh totally not even make it a half lap it uh it sucks but you know sometimes that's just part of racing i've been in uh Jake Garcia's shoes before where you miss a shift and ruin it for a lot of other guys too. So you don't you don't really want to swallow that pill, but you kind of have to because that's just part of it. Well, Mason, as we get ready to wramp up here again, uh, you're the only guy that's pre-entered into the three big divisions this weekend. The JEG CRA All-Stars Tour on Friday night, the Midwest Modifieds Tour on Saturday night, and then, of course, the Winchester 400 on Sunday afternoon. Um, you, you mentioned at the top of the show that you're on the backside of an illness, and uh, but you do love going to Winchester. So as we close, how do you feel about going into this weekend? Do you think that you can get... Uh, one win, two wins, or do you think that you can get the three, Pete? How, how are you feeling here on a Monday afternoon? Oh, man. Um, that's a It's that's a loaded a question. To answer. Uh, I know, it's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tough one to answer, but I'm going to go ahead and lie to you anyways and, uh, <laughs> and tell you I can win all three of them. 
well, I'll go ahead and I, I feel like we can. I'll uh, I'll stick to my guns and hopefully we'll walk away with three of them. Well, you know, confidence is half of the battle down there. It's a tricky track, so uh, we wish you good luck and uh, want to thank you for taking some time to chat with us tonight. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Well, Zach, uh, this gentleman drives the 10S for JSR Racing in the winged and non-sprint, uh, non-wing sprint cars. Uh, he picked up a non-wing win back in August at Tri-City. Makes his home in Hudsonville, Michigan. Jay Steinebach, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Now, Jay, Zach gets to see a whole lot more of you than I have in, in 2020, just because we're almost never at the same racetrack. But uh, it seems like you were in the conversation a whole lot in 2020. Kind of rate yourself, and how do you think this season went for you? Uh, you know, I went okay. You know, I, I got I to gotta start working on some more consistency. Um, I'm working on getting a little more power under the hood here this fall and winter. But, um, you know, we found a couple things, kind of went back through the notebook a little bit, and, and uh, you know, and me driving the car better and harder and whatnot has, has turned in some se- some decent results. So we're, we're pretty happy with how the year went. You know, wish I could have had, uh, had that win a couple weeks ago at uh, 96, but, we got uh, we got a couple shows coming up this weekend non wing. We're going to give it give it our all for sure. Talk to me about that show because uh, the, you know the wing program for you. And I'm going to be honest, Jay. The wing program for you at times has been been a struggle, and uh, you have really turned it on here over the ca- past couple of weeks. And you told me after that race at I 96, you said I think we had the fastest car on the track. I think if we had time, we'd have run Jared down and and got the win. Uh, you're you're pretty confident in what you got going on right now. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, the, the wing stuff is kind of my bread and butter. The non-wing, yeah, I'm decent at it, but, you know, I, I really have always focused on the wing stuff. You know, non-wing, I've always said, is kind of less pressure and whatnot, but, um, you know, we, we put all of our eggs into the uh, the wing basket, if you will, um, this year, you know, with, with the other series going away. Um, you know, we focused on the 360 stuff. We kind of upgraded a little bit and, and uh, looking to upgrade again, but, yeah, that show at 96, you know, I... As I said before, I went back in the notebook and, and found some good notes on that track. You know, I've, I've got thousands of laps around there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think at the end, you know, watching the video now that I've had some time to digest it, I think I think I was the fastest car on the track. Um, you know, Jared looked like he was starting to struggle a little bit. I think I was just getting faster as the race went on. So I, uh, I was hoping that was a 30-lapper, and, and I've been kicking <laughs> myself in the butt that uh, it was not a 30-lapper. So I think I would have had it, you know. Do, do you so. think the result would have changed if you wouldn't have had that uh, opening lap blunder? I mean, do you think that you'd have controlled that race? You know, I would think so. Um, you know, once I got going, I mean, I was kind of working through the through the through all the traffic and whatnot, but, you know, realistically, I got back up to the front fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're watching the video with, I don't know, 10 to go, I mean, I was back up into the top five, so – you know, at that point you're, you're hitting faster and faster cars and, um, you know, the track's going away. So I, you know, I, I felt pretty confident in that car and, and I wish I had that race back or I wish we had another one yet this fall, but you know, I got another car that we can rip there and have some fun with this weekend. So now we had, um, we, we had Brian Roman on the show a month or so ago and we were talking to him about the disciplines, the non-wing versus the wing sprint car. And how hard is that for you? Because, you know, I'm not the. I've not seen a whole lot of sprint car racing in my life, but I know that uh, it's hammered down when you got a wing on, and when you don't, uh, you kind of have to pedal that thing, don't you? Yeah, for sure. You know, and then the non-wing car. You know, I'm I'm probably 200 horse more, 150 horse more. So, you know, you don't have that downforce and whatnot. But yeah, the wing is. You know, it's it's kind of hard to explain to people because the wing. You know, you drive it wide open at 96. You're driving pretty much wide open for half the night and non-wing you're you're finessing the car you're on the brake a little more and you know i i, I tell people you got to drive the non-wing car a little more but then the the wings you you drive it so hard down into the corner and whatnot because you have all that downforce so you know at some point the car kind of takes over and, and the, the stagger takes over and the car kind of wings over on the left side and you know it, uh, an ideal lap around there is is not really too much input on the wheel and and uh, you know we've we've got some of that stuff figured out yeah, kind of, kind of a weird thing. A couple weeks ago, you kind of posted that, you know, you were down to your last two nights of racing, and then, boy, old Jeff Dice steps up, of course, you know, and throws another another wrench into it. Uh, a, a little more racing for you here in Michigan coming up this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're we're really thankful that Jeff did that. I kind of had, an, uh, you know, had a thought he probably would. You know, Jeff, Jeff's a go-getter. I, I love having him 
um, you know, in charge of that track and owning the track. You know, he's, he's stuck his neck out there a lot. And, uh, you know, I hope this weekend, I hope he packs the place, you know, gets a bunch of people out there and, and gets a bunch of cars. And hopefully we put on a pretty good show for him. You know, we, we, you know, from what I'm hearing, we got a few people coming um, from down south, which, which will only help the show. And, um, yeah, I just, I really like what Jeff's doing out there. You know, he's, he's upgrading the place, track surfaces better on a, on a weekly basis. He's just doing a great job out there. You know, uh, we, they had a big show out there the last time that you were there. It was a non-wing show on Friday. Then it was a wing show on Saturday. Uh, the non-wing portion of that program didn't exactly go to plan. They had 29 cars on property. Jay, you made the show, but you had some issues along the way. Yeah, I, I uh, you know that that car that I run the non-wing stuff. I you know it's 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 primarily a wing car, but you know so we do some different stuff for the brakes and that kind of thing. And I'm actually I'm changing that stuff out this week. But um, we we had a you know I overheat the brakes just about every time, and then you know a bearing in the rear end went out and it was just pouring the the rear end lube out. Um, so we ended up having to swap a rear end after the heat race. We dumped a bunch of oil in it right before the heat, hoping it would make the eight laps and, and thank goodness it did. Um, but as soon as I, as soon as I got out of the car, I told my crew, my crew chief, Timmy, let's start ripping the rear end out. And, you know, had, had a couple other buddies there giving us a hand. So we were able to kind of get it back together for that feature. And, and then in the feature, it, it, the rotor's red hot, you know, and, and, uh, just touched the brake line and I lost all brakes. So yeah. you can't run around that place without, without any brakes, you know, um, you know, non-wing, especially wing car, you might be able to get away with it a little bit, but non-wing, you're not going to do too much there. So I wasn't going to put somebody else's night or my night in jeopardy and wreck some stuff. So we just pulled off and, and called it a night, you know. You know, Jay, I find it uh, it's, it's humorous to me because you say that your bread and butter is the wing sprint car stuff, but your last two sprint car wins have come in the non-wing. Talk to me about the Tri-City race uh, this year, back in August. Um, I told you after the race that was one of the slowest performances I have ever seen. You looked absolutely like you were standing still, you look like, you know, that th- th- you were hardly moving and you won the race and, and the general race fan is probably going to say, how do those two things work? How can you go so slow and win a feature race? But you did it at a very tricky Tri-City. Yeah. You know, that, that 410 I have, you know, this weekend I'll probably be 82, 8400 RPM. And, and I think at Tri-City that night, because it was so slick and I had the car geared down and all that. I think I only turned the thing like 6,500 all night. Um, I just, you know, I've, I've taught myself to be more patient with the car and, um, you know, when I was out there under the, under the the pace laps, I found, um, found where, uh, you know, there was a little bit of moisture. I went down the back stretch and, uh, the car, you know, it, it, was really hooking it and, uh, started pulling the front tires off the ground. So I knew I had something for them. Um, and, you know, Joey Irwin, he's, he's ride or die by the bottom and he went to the top and he's up in the lead. And I thought, man, I might have something for these guys. Cause he's, he's hanging out at the top and I got his, uh, his low line. So it ended up working out great. You know, uh, Jay, you, you have a great relationship with your fellow competitors and, uh, um, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but we announced that you were going to be on the show and I got flooded with messages of stories and uh, little side things to ask you about. And you even messaged me yourself and said, we got to pick on Robert Bullock and we got to pick on these guys. Um, talk about, in general, the camaraderie that you have with your fellow competitors. Because when I go around your pit, Jay, you guys are so laid back. You guys are having so much fun. And uh, that's not always the case at some of the sprint haulers. Uh, talk about the fun that you guys have. Excuse me. You know, we're, we're at the track to have fun and have a good time. And, um, you know, when I started in this thing, which has been about 10 years ago, you know, I, a good buddy of mine now, Greg, you know, he, he helped me out. He gave me a tire my first night and, and, uh, you know, that just, it's just kind of my personality to help people. Um, so when I see somebody, you know, having an issue or needs a part or something like that, you know, I'm, I'm going to step up if I have it and, and give them a hand, you know, we're, we're there having a good time and, um, you know, that's, it's, somebody's not going to have a good time if they're broke down and sitting in the trailer and stuff. You know, I've, I've certainly been there and I've been in that spot. The means to help somebody out, I'm going to, you know, we're, we're all there to have fun and try not to wreck stuff, but you know, these things, you, you, you generally wreck stuff. So, you know, it just happens. So you're going to have some fun this weekend with the Great Lake traditional sprints up at I-96. Um, are you starting to find that there's not a whole lot of options left to go or are you going to find some other places to race uh, uh through uh, through october you know there's there's a few options i got um you know pretty much october you can run um you know there's there's a couple kokomo shows a non-wing show down there in a few weeks and then an outlaw show 
I don't know if we'll bring the car down there uh, for the outlaw show or not. You know, I kind of got humbled again this weekend running down to Fremont, but um, you know, there, there's an option. You know, I'm a member. I, I can go there and and uh, you know try and try and learn some stuff and have a good time with those guys. You know, start to get to know those guys. It's kind of cool hanging out with them as well. You know, I can't let you go without asking you about uh, a special friend that rides along with you, Jay. I just noticed this as I was going through pictures today to get ready for you. What is with the frog mounted on the rub rail on your car? Yeah, so the the, the horn thing, the frog thing, it was just a, it was a funny thing. I bought my wife for her bike, and uh, I grabbed it off the bench when we were we were loading up here a week or two ago and, and bolted it on. I honestly didn't think the thing would hang on, but it did and it's a shame you can't really hear it when the car's running but uh it is it is a working horn so uh, <laughs> you know, if you if you're standing in the way in the pits or something you might hear it this weekend really wow that that's awesome now cody howard uh cody howard is a fellow competitor with you in the uh in the non-wing uh division uh, the, the great lakes traditional sprints he says we love jay we have a ton of fun together mostly screwing around with each other he wants me to ask you about shopping in wisconsin at the world of outlaw show uh, what what was that about? Shopping, for, shopping. What what for, for maybe a which por- time for maybe a porta power something? Oh my god! I can't believe he brought that up. <laughs> so yeah, so here's the story. So you know, I mean, what happens in Michigan? You don't do anything. You sit on your couch and eat, and during the winter, and then when all this COVID bull crap, you know, I, I mean, I got a you know, my pants started shrinking and all that. You know what happens and. So we get to Wisconsin. I can't believe he told you this. We get to Wisconsin. <laughs> the first night I get in my seat, and, you know, normally you're okay. And I, I, I just could not breathe in the damn thing. So the next morning I said, all right, boys, we're going to go find a supportive power so I can move this seat. They said, what do you mean? I said, i got to stretch this damn seat out because I cannot breathe when I'm strapped into the car. So that, yeah, I, I hear about that once in a while or if I send him a picture or something like that i i'll hear about it just just so he knows i'm down 15 pounds now so hey good job man good job no he uh, you know i had to bring that one up jay you because like i said you have so much fun you're a great guy to to deal with in the pits and uh, again you you bring you bring a lot of fun to an industry and a sport that can be very stressful and uh, i knew you'd be you'd be dying to tell us that story so i had to bring it up for you uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, Jay, we look forward to seeing you in action this weekend. Uh, you know, as you said, your your program right now is is rolling pretty good. So, to, you know, what do you think your odds are heading into this weekend at I ninety six? You know, hopefully we do pretty good. I got I got to pick up a little bit of speed, and I think that's just me driving. Um, but you know, I, I see Matt Westfall's coming. I'm sure Dustin. You know, he lives ten minutes away. I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure you know the money. We're probably going to get a few more guys. So. But, uh, you know, I, I know I can do it. I just, I got to get my head out of my butt and, and drive it. Um, you know, I got a phone call I got to make to a, a pretty special guy down in Indiana that knows how to make these non-wing cars go pretty fast. And he said he would help me out a little bit. So I got to make that call tomorrow and, and start picking his brain a little bit. And, you know, frankly, I just got to drive the thing harder. You know, Dustin's been, for as little experience in non-wing stuff as he's getting driving by me and it's irritating me. You know, we're buddies, so I'd, I'd like to reciprocate a little bit to him, but. Um, you know, we certainly have the equipment to do it. I just, the driver's got to get up on the wheel a little bit and, and make it happen. All right, Jay. Well, good luck this weekend. We'll see you Saturday at 996. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. That brings us to the end of our program here tonight. Rich France. Uh, what a lot of fun we had again. Our thanks to Mason Keller and uh, again, Jay, who we just got off the phone with for joining us this evening. Uh, Rich, this has turned into one of the biggest the biggest race weekends, not only in central Indiana, but up here in Michigan. Holy smokes, there's a lot of things going on this weekend. And you sure wouldn't have thought that, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, Zach, that we were going to be busy in October. Right. Uh, but we are. So, of course, we've been talking about uh, all night, uh, the Winchester 400 weekend. That is up. If you're up for a road trip, it is a can't miss event if you want to head down that way. Uh, one of the crown jewels for the super late models for sure. Um, if you're a super late model fan, you want to hit the road, then Winchester is your place for this weekend. Uh, if you like pavement, uh, as Zach talked about earlier, Springport Mid Michigan Speedway, the Michigan Cup, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Outlaw late models, the super shoe rear wheel drives, V8 ABC stocks, modifieds, front wheel drive ABC stocks, uh, dwarf cars, and mini wedges. All will be in action all weekend long. 
And for more information on the on the Michigan Cup, you can get all that info at springportracing.com. And on the dirt, Zach. Oh, yeah, we got a great show coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. You know, you can do <clears> – <throat> I'm not trying to take anything away from Jeff Dice, but if you want to catch really great pavement racing, really great dirt racing, and really great pavement racing – uh, you're going to have a decision to make because Michigan Cup is going to be great. Uh, Friday, roll the dice invitational with UMP Late Models, Great Lakes Traditional Sprints on Friday. Uh, they're going to do that same show again on Saturday at I-96. Roll the dice invitational, Great Lakes Traditional Sprints, UMP Late Models, UMP Modifieds on Saturday. Rich, I'm going to try to get three shows in, two surfaces, two states this weekend. I'm going to go to Friday at Winchester for the Jags race. I'm going to go Saturday, Great Lakes Traditional Sprints and UMP Late Models at I-96. Then I'm going to go Sunday for the Big Dance Winchester 400. So we'll see if we can make that, we can pull that off. And that's a great weekend of racing. Uh, I'm really, really disappointed that I can't get to Springport for Michigan Cup uh, because I've raced in that event. I fielded a car in that event. Uh, it's a really great weekend, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm, I'm disappointed that the schedule is not going to work out for us to go to that uh, because it is, it, it's pretty much the, the one uh, the one dance that Springport gets to have this year and, uh, disappointed we can't make it, but it's going to be a great show nonetheless. Yeah. And I will be, I, I can tell you, I will be, um, at Winchester Thursday night through Sunday evening, uh, for the whole time. I been asked by champion racing association to lend my duties. <laughs> so I'm going to work a couple, uh, I'm going to work Friday and Saturday for them S Sunday. We'll see. Hopefully that's, uh, a lot of horsepower happenings work on Sunday for the Winchester 400. Uh, that'll be fun as well, having you back there. We'll, you know, we don't get to see each other at the racetracks very much, but that'll, you know, we were there last year together, and and, and Sunday, that is the day we want to hang out. Absolutely. Sure. So, uh, hey, if you end up at one of those racetracks and you see us there, stop by, say hello, let us know. Uh, I'll be having a special guest with us uh, Friday and Sunday. We're going to keep that, you know, just watch our social media, and you'll get to see who that is uh, Friday and Sunday. So uh, looking forward to it. Hope to see you at a racetrack. And uh, as always, follow the rules, regulations, so we can keep on doing this thing as much as possible. For Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks again to Mason Keller, Jay Steinebach, and thank you for tuning in. We'll talk next Monday, same time, same place, right here on Horsepower You've Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.